You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast, release date the 27th of June, 2021. Oh, and it's Christmas. And you, young master, are looking for your ticket, which, lo, is on the platform, dropped at your feet. Yes. Yes, it is. Thank you. It must have slipped from your pocket as you rumpaged. Sounded like you said, kill Nick and Benji, then. I was slightly concerned. <laughs> uh, welcome to our Christmas special Big Finish podcast. Yes, you thought it was the summer, but no, it's Big Finish Christmas. Oh. Big for my Christmas, if you will. I can't, I can't roll three words into one. I actually impossible. typed it wrong as well. It says Christmas. Christmas. Well, I quite like that. It's Christmas here. Uh, because the Box of Delights is out this week. Ah, oh, it's so exciting, isn't it? That's why. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm Benji Clifford. He's Nick Briggs. <laughs> Yes, so yes, we'll be going behind the scenes with the Box of Delights. John Macefield's delightful Christmas fantasy set in the snowy heart of the English countryside with a young boy thrown into peril and danger in the company of a mysterious Punch and Judy man. It's an all-star cast and director Barnaby Edwards takes us on a virtual tour of the production which features Derek Jacobi, David Warner, Annette Badland, Mark Gases and many, 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 many more. I'm Barnaby Edwards and I'm the director of the Box of Delights. What's in the box? Treasure? And don't forget, we'll be teasing you with Jago and Lightfoot Series 14, an audiobook extravaganza narrated by Christopher Benjamin, Lisa Bauman, Jamie Newell and Duncan Wisby. Shorter of the two, a somewhat stout and impressively sideburned man, puffed out his noticeably red cheeks and gave a rather theatrical sigh of relief, as well he might... For this was Henry Gordon Jago. And somewhere along the way, you'll be delighted to know we'll be presenting listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. And of course, the good old randomoid selector John will be here as well, randomly selecting a random Big Finish release. You guessed it, random. And then we'll be giving you a 25% discount on it. Nice. <laughs> And finally, we'll be giving you a 15-minute drama tease from the first episode of The Box of Delight. Don't be frightened. They're gone now. Some good hoeing there. I liked it. Thank you. Very hearty. Hearty hoeing. (laughs) Double H, double H. How's it going? Um, Yes, yeah, um, you're fine. I just want to say what's really annoying me about this script that we're reading from Yes. All these words, and none of them are spontaneous. It's all in a script. Is that it's got that hyphenation thing on again? Yeah, that's that's a real it's a real oh, killer, it's isn't it? It's, it is a killer. I'm going to disable hy- hyphenation. Disable that hyphenation. Had, disable hyphenation. Destroy it. You, Destroy it at once. How do you do it? I can hold on. No, it's not doing it. Oh, oh dear! Really oh dear! Hyphenation. How do, are you? Are you on pages? Yeah. How do you do it is the question. Are you on pages? I am on pages. Well, blimey, I keep sending a, you a word file because you said you couldn't read pages. Well, I can read. Okay. I've got a different computer well, on, than I to, the, to okay. last time, you see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we have a domestic. Um, yes. <laughs> at the top. Yes, we are. Press document, not format. All right, you've got format and document on the right-hand side at the top. I've got, yes. Document. And, Hyphenation. Uh, and then section. 
no, no, not section. Document the document, and in the document section of document, there's uh, hyphenation and ligatures at the bottom. And if you uncheck hyphenation, perfect, and it's gone. No, oh, no, no, no longer are we going to be. Who wants hyphenation the... in a document? Look. Write in and tell us. Podcast at bigfinish.com. There we go. Turn my light up a bit. Look at that. You can see me a bit there now. How exciting. Oh, right. You were a bit dark yeah, on the not old anymore, picture. mate. Not anymore. Well, I suppose it's time now for us to sniff around the old latest reviews now that it's okay. not hyphenated and now that it doesn't say the lay test reviews. Could have been anything. Could have been the lay preacher. chaplain. Yeah, the lay preacher. <laughs> hey, we're the lay on the Layman's terms. And this week, as promised, it's the Robots Series 3. There are reports of several robots being destroyed in protest. From Big Finish Productions, The Robots, Volume 3. Detonation in The Sons of Kaldor themselves are now claiming responsibility for several recent acts of violence. Hi, I'm Medtechchenka, representing the company, and I'm investigating a serious public health incident. Can you open up, please? It's a robot! It can't be murdered. And yet, here we are. Detonation in 40. It's a fine line between control and coercion. If we can just track down Lish 2s. Lish 2s is classified. Toos. What do they want with her? We're looking for someone called Ander Poole. Please just stay away. Human crew members serving aboard Sandminer Stormmind 4. Yuvanov, Dask, Chubb, Toos, Poole. Carol, Borg, Zilda, and Cass. These are images of pilot Leash Tus and Commander Kai Yuvanov. Do you recognize either of them? I live when traveling and came back inquisitive. Detonation in 20. I don't know what's on the other side of this door, but whatever it is, it feels bad. Would you, 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 you like to call for backup? What backup? We're on our own here. Okay, deep breath. Detonation in 10. On one side, you've got the company. On the other, the Sons of Kaldor. On the third side, you'll find the truth. Big Finish. We love stories. Just go to bigfinish.com and type the robots into the search pane at the top and you'll find everything you need to thrill you. <gasps> First up, Tony Jones here from cultbox.co.uk. The Robots is fast becoming one of our favourite spin-offs from Big Finish, and perhaps the best for some years, oh. and is building very well for June 2021 when we get Volume 4. Yeah, you have now. The plotting is careful and the production and post-production, including Joe Kramer's music and sound design by Lee Adams and Toby Hiddick Robinson, is top notch. And that's a 4 out of 5 stars there. Or 5 Six. stars, yeah, yeah, 7 stars, 8 stars. Eight, nine, n- nine, nine yeah. stars. I give that review two stars um, because uh, it's a really weird thing to say. The plotting is careful. <laughs> well, it's carefully plotted. Careful. I suppose is is, is careful, what you would probably careful. say. It's, it's meticulously plotted. It is. It has been and plotted. Also, he, meticulously. he uses the royal we, doesn't he? Uh, it's one of our favourite spin-offs. It's Tony. It's just you. Why say our? 
Um, uh, a, a spell a, a dodgy review of something you're working on coming up in the future. Yes, yes well, it wasn't it. carefully plotted. No, it wasn't. <laughs> and we think it's rubbish. Um, it's a reviews war. Uh, the digitalfix.com Lachlan Haycock says the standout sequences in volumes one and two tended towards the domestic, the personal. Scenes between the two characters feel so real, their lived experiences and emotions so tangible. The Robots 3 has more of the same and excels because of it. There's something supremely relatable about Tula and Liv. And there shouldn't be an end to the praise Rushbrook and Walker deserve as actors for their ability to evoke such nuanced and relatable moments of humanity. They are fantastic. That's a lovely review, Lachlan. Thank you very much. I'm just impressed by uh, Rushbrook and Walker, which sounds like it could be either a detective sort of duo, <laughs> or alternatively, they it could they, they could be Mavericks, or alternatively, it could be a sort of solicitors, couldn't it? You know. Yes. Hello, welcome to Rushbrook and Walker, or an estate agent. Rushbrook and Walker's here. I understand you're interested in a semi-detached. <laughs> That'd have to be very carefully plotted. Very much so. Uh, Tomhausen1218, good years, says uh, The Robots Volume 3 from Big Finish by Robert Whitelock, uh, Guy Adams' author, and Lisa McMullen is a wonderful set of stories. The mystery on Kaldor deepens as Nick's microphone there plunges into the depths <laughs> of his desk. It just, I did. It, it just, just plonked. just gave way. It's because I had it the other way around yesterday doing an audiobook. You know, I had it hanging down. Oh, uh, yeah. Pointing the old, up. And the old so classic. It, it just... I don't know what happened there. It's lost its footing. It's lost. Well, Joe Kramer's music's incredible, by the way, Tom says oh, here. Yes, yes. Uh, the series is truly spectacular, always exciting, and I cannot wait for the finale. You'll just have to. Actually, uh, you'll have had it by now, because, of course, this is for a review for something. These versions, I'm not speaking properly. Um, let's just move on. At Ploppy Le Chien. Ploppy the dog. Uh, the Robots Volume 3 from At Big Finish, another wonderful addition to this superb range. Nicola Walker and Claire Rushbrook lead an impressive cast in three thought-provoking tales by Robert Mightlock, Guy Adams, Lisa McMullen, beautifully directed by Louise Jameson. Yeah, fantastic work. Well, that's it for this week. More reviews next time. We'll be talking about Masterful. Yes, and make sure you dress for the occasion. Coming up soon, listeners' emails, but first let's delve behind the scenes with Barnaby Edwards guiding us through The Box of Delights. I'm Barnaby Edwards and I'm the director of The Box of Delights. What's in the box? Treasure? Treasures beyond imagining. Wonders without end. I call it my Box of Delights. The whole sort of project started because we were contemplating, we were trying to think of a, of a really good children's story to do for Big Finish for, for Christmas and a slightly unusual one. And we knew that we had Derek Jacobi sort of at our, uh, not at our beck and call, but, but he was within the Big Finish family. And I think as soon as those two facts coalesced in people's minds, the idea of having him as Cole Hawlings in the Box of Delights was born. And once that was born and the script started getting written, I, I'm immensely familiar with all the characters and I'm obviously, I've been working with actors my entire life. So it was a very, very quick and easy process for me to cast it because I heard all of those characters in my head. And so once we had Derek in place, I obviously knew I had to have 
a great villain to go opposite him as Abner Brown. So we were very, very lucky to have Mark Gatiss uh, come on board. And Mark is the most monumental Box of Delights fan as well. He absolutely gushed about, about wanting to do it, which is great because I wanted him to do it. Um, so that was a great sort of pairing. And then we knew that we wanted Mac as Kay Harker. And then sort of everyone else sort of fell into place around that. Hello, my name's Emma Haig and I'm the producer of The Box of Delights. Working on the Box of Delights has been an utter joy. I mean, I'm very lucky with my big finished work to work on some fabulous productions with brilliant cast and and talent and crew. But this has been a really, a really special experience, particularly working with Barnaby Edwards. I hadn't worked with Barnaby before and I have been extremely blessed to work with a director who has a huge knowledge and just a huge joy and love for this particular book and this particular story. My name's Christopher William Hill and I adapted The Box of Delights. I knew the story of The Box of Delights very well before coming to this adaptation because I remembered the BBC adaptation in 1984 which made a really strong impression on me and also from my mum reading me The Box of Delights as a child. So it's been an important part of of growing up and it's a book that I return to time and time again. What I've tried to do in my little tweaks is to sort of create a world where everything is sort of prefigured. There are lots of sort of hints about, you know, Mariah says an awful lot of things which then come to pass and then Kay sees things on the train which then come to pass possibly in his dream, possibly not, that sort of thing. And also I've, with my director's head on, I've tried to up the action. So I kind of rejigged the action sequences just to make them more for audio because they were all there, but it's just to sort of tighten it up. But a travelling man collects as he goes, or doesn't he? I should think he does, Mr... Uh, Hawlings, Cole Hawlings. You're one that thinks right then. Hi, my name's Mackie Throach and I'm Kay Harker. Were you daunted at all when you got the script and you realised you were in pretty much every scene? (laughs) Yeah, it, it, it was quite daunting. So I, I, I got the scouts then, I thought there were 10 episodes, and I was like, that's a lot. I thought it was going to be one or two. <laughs> and, and so I looked through them, and then I figured out, oh, I'm the main part. Well, that, that's, that's awesome. In the start of the book, Kay is coming home for Christmas to see Kings. This is where he meets all of the characters, and there's Cole Hallings, whom he meets on the station, and later on in the book, there's Peter, his best friend, there's Chubby Joe, Foxy Face Charles, and the start is all about him finding about the magical world. Hello, my name is Derek Jacobi, and I play Cole Hawlings. I say, are you a Punch and Judy man? I am, so to speak, a showman, when chance does call. You may not know the history at all about about the Box of Delights, but you're following in the footsteps of a number of really sort of key performers over the years. When it was first done, Harcourt Williams uh, was the first person to play uh, uh, Cole Hawlings in 1948. And then there was Cyril Shapps and Lionel Jeffries. And on the television, there was Patrick Troughton. Golly. So I'm hoping that you didn't see any of these people before. (laughs) No, I didn't. I saw them in various things, other things, yes. But I, I wouldn't have put myself in that, in that um, particular class of students. I don't, I don't think I have much in common with any. They were all wonderful actors. I don't think I have very much in common with any of them, really. Well, I think the interesting thing about that is that although he's, he's such a sort of recognisable character, uh, Cole Hawlings, I think there are just so many different ways of playing him because he's such a complicated person. He's lived for 500 years. Yes, 
So I yes. think a number of different actors can play him, of course. At the moment, I feel I've lived 500 <laughs> years. Where have you gone, boy? Uh, where you'll never find him again. Just as you'll never get your hands on my elixir or my box of delights. I'm Mark Gatiss. I'm playing Abner Brown, who is the big baddie, a.k.a. the Reverend Boddledale, who is uh, an ancient thing of posing as a clergyman. And I'm Louise Jameson, and I'm playing the gangster's mole, Sylvia Daisy Pouncer. If children answer back here, we grind them up into dog biscuits. If grown-ups answer me back, I grind them up into cat's meat. <laughs> ladies, ladies, ladies. It passed me by in the 80s, and I, I really don't know why, because my children were the right age then. Maybe I was in Jersey or something. So in preparation for this, I watched the kids' TV series, and so innovative for its time. I mean, some of the special effects are kind of laughable when you look at the sophistication that we view it with now, but in its day, and I believe it had like a one million pound budget, somebody told me, which was unheard of for children's TV. It's mad as a box of frogs. I mean, it jumps about all over the place, but there is a kind of weird logic in there as well. So you're completely taken in and taken on the journey with them. I mean, my heartbeat went up reading and reading your scripts and also watching the series. It did grab me. I love it. I'm so thrilled to be in it. In terms of the part, I mean, Robert Stevens looms very large, but it's, uh, I, I love the classiness of that casting. It's amazing, you know, to, to see him in a, in a kid's show in, like that as we did. But it's, it's a great part. I mean, it, you know, it, the, the idea of a corrupt uh, magician posing as a clergyman and the, the wolves are running and all. It's just gorgeous. We just done a scene, literally, and I said to, to Bud, that's my favourite scene of anything I've ever done because it sort of had everything I love. It was about, it was weird and mystical and, and then also very villainous, you know. It's, it's like, it's a, it's a gorgeous part. What can I say? It's, it's, uh, it's why you do it, really. Like the idea of Barnaby just sitting there with a box going, oh, yes, and I've got this here. I don't know what this is. It's I think it's a caramel cup and uh, oh, well, that'd just, be just nice. a box of delights. And if you want to get your ears wrapped around this festive release, then just go to bigfinish.com and type box of delights into the search pane at the top. Coming up right now, it's listeners' emails. And it's so simple, you don't need a box full of delights, you don't even need a box full of emails, you just no. need a computer and a pencil. No, you don't need a pencil, you don't even need that. Well, uh, just not? type in, uh, send us an email to podcast at... <laughs> pen's quite good. Um, just send us an email to podcast at bigfinish.com and it will go through the air and end up on our laps. It's rather fun. Well, we got one here from Alex Pass. Uh, subject to this one is... Doctor, no more. More like Doctor... Lots more. Uh, <laughs> just wanted to say how much I enjoyed the latest Third Doctor adventure stories. The Unzal Sting incursion <laughs> and the golf. <laughs> that was me playing golf. Uh, it's not about golf. Um, and also how much I'm enjoying The War Doctor Begins uh, Forged in Fire. Uh, I haven't finished it yet. Oh, back up. Um, that sounded like Balal. Did he forged in fire? <laughs> that way leads to the War Doctor. And lots of people with weird incense in people's faces. Um, I know that there was a lot of controversy uh, and also some unfortunate spiteful name-calling about recasting 
these beloved characters. Uh, I must admit that I had a few more polite reservations myself, uh. but the end results more than speak for themselves. Uh, these are a wonderful celebration of not just the characters, but the brilliant people who originally portrayed them. And I oh, hope yeah. to hear more in the future. Uh-huh. And in the past. Pause oh. for laughter, please. Uh, oh. Well, uh, once again, a massive thank you to everyone at Big Finish for keeping all these wonderful quality audio dramas coming into our ear things, despite all the challenges involved. And there's a clappy pair of hands there. Happy times and places from Big L. Thank you, Big L. Uh, Next up, this one from Raymond Dubrava. Uh, Recently started listening to Big Finish from the very beginning. Love hearing your early stuff, especially since most of it I've never listened to before. Greatly enjoying Benny, even though I knew next to nothing about her when I started. That said, I noticed that two audio stories of hers aren't available for download. Making Myths, which isn't available at all, and The Plague Herds of Excellus, and a related one that also isn't available for download, Excellus Decays. I'd love to get these and listen to them. Any chance of them becoming available for download soon? keep up the great work there there is more than a chance of some of them being available so just uh keep an eye out raymond at bigfinish.com mm-hmm. and you'll be finding out news or follow us on twitter uh or the facebook uh and all that yeah so yeah i think there might be i think you might be pleased raymond that's all i'm saying heavy hint internet's about to go and explode at that uh, subtle announcement <laughs> so soul i like this one the um the <laughs> sent from the work email of southeasternrailway.co.uk wow uh, brilliant this is from jason uh subject of this one sea devils i hope there's no sea devils on the line um hi there yes. hi there hi, hi there, there. Uh, Mr. Briggs and Mr. Clifford. Hi there. Um, Thank you for everything Classic Who related that you do all totally brilliant. Now, my question is this. Do you have any plans to do a Sea Devil story with any of the Doctors, please? I grew up watching the Tom Baker era from 1975 onwards. He's still brilliant. The best Doctor ever, in my opinion. Cheers from Jason in Faversham. Oh, well, Jason... You may remember that some time back when we um, announced a new companion for the fourth Doctor, we did mention that she would be featuring in a Sea Devils story. So, yeah, Sea Devils are on their way. Superbly done there. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't go that far. (laughs) I liked it. Uh, Thanks, Benji. That's, That's the most important thing to me. That's good. That's the main. Hi there, hi there, hi there. That in any in case you hadn't listened to the podcast last week, could you just explain where "hi there" comes from? I our, certainly our can. New catchphrase. Yeah, it's <laughs> pathetic catchphrase. Hi it was there. In, it was in an episode of our Big Finish's fantastic uh, series "Survivors." Terry Nation originally penned that one for the BBC. Um, there was an episode in it where the characters go to this sort of uh, this community, and it's a sort of weird witchy cult, as it were. And um, there weren't any uh, any kind of background character recordings in there for this one in particular. Sometimes we get them, sometimes we don't, depending on how busy the sessions are. So I had to sort of fill in, because they're sort of saying in there, you know, they're walking along saying hello to various people, and I thought, well, they can't all be this, they can't all be rude. You know, hello. Oh, I didn't want to talk. Hello. hello. <laughs> talk to me. You know, so I thought, I need to do that. So, of course, I thought they're they're sort of 
all slightly indoctrinated into this culty world. So I thought they'd be incredibly, like, you know, incredibly measured. So he says, he says, hello. And the character, which was me, goes, hi there. (laughs) And ever since then, it's hi there. And you see that the key to it is it's Nick's got it nailed there. I just saw, I saw his, his perfect there. You have to almost pause before you have to open your mouth everybody so you go take the breath in and before you say hi there (laughs) (laughs) it's all about Uh, discipline it's discipline you can't just say hi there it has to be hi there and it was written in the script the hi there was it I can't remember now, but it was so. I mean, it, 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 you just it, felt so. It was improvisation from I, you. I mean, that but, you line's know, written by you. Hi I, there. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I had to really go away and think about it and think about what would they say. Hello, possibly. Um, you know, maybe just well met. But uh, well, well met. That well, would have been really weird, wouldn't it? Well met. I don't know where we've ended up, but no, just 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 added it in, and it and it was funny. It makes me laugh. Anyway, if somebody can find out which episode in that box set it was, uh, let me know, and I'll yeah, I'll please write it. in. I'll find it. Yeah. Hopefully, it got a good review from uh, Cult Box. <coughs> hi there. That's just hi the there. review. It was careful. It was very carefully plotted. The hi there. Hi there. Um, by the way, that's it for this week for the emails. More emails next time. Well, we'll be dramatising you with The Box of Delights at the end of this podcast, but now it's time to tease you with the audiobook release of Jago and Lightfoot, Series 14, featuring the adventures of these two, these two, those two investigators the Doctor first met in the classic TV episode, The Talons of Wang Chiang, which I thoroughly recommend if you've not seen, go and watch it. If you've got the DVD, get it. If not, check it out on BritBox. Fab story and meet Jago and Lightfoot, who are legends in our Big Finish world. This release is dedicated to the memory of Trevor Baxter. Jago and Lightfoot, The Red Hand, written by Simon Barnard and Paul Morris. Adapted by Paul Morris, narrated by Jamie Newell. The alleyway in which the two men were standing was not somewhere that either of them in normal circumstances would have been thrilled to find themselves. It was in every way an assault on the senses. The grimy walls, the acrid air, the nearby sound of raucous voices. But it did have one quality that more than redeemed itself in their eyes. It was obviously, unmistakably, London. The shorter of the two, a somewhat stout and impressively sideburned man, puffed out his noticeably red cheeks, and gave a rather theatrical sigh of relief, as well he might, for this was Henry Gordon Jago, that most theatrical of theatrical impresarios. Thank heavens for that, he said, with genuine relief. We're home. His friend, grey-haired, with a beaky nose, and a distinct air of gentility, smiled quizzically. So it would seem, but don't forget... The alternate world we've just come from looked exactly like our own. 
Jago's heart sank. You mean this could be another alternative world? It could be, replied Lightfoot. But we won't know until we explore a little. He set off purposefully, his companion following with less of a spring in his step. As they wound through the narrow back streets, Jago peered into every nook and cranny, as if looking for clues that this really was the London he knew so well. A sign, any sign that they were home. Because if they weren't, well, it didn't bear thinking about. His hometown wasn't always the safest place to be, admittedly. Alongside Professor Lightfoot, Jago had investigated many bizarre and inexplicable events, and he knew full well that the city had a great many uncanny and unnatural dangers lurking in its darkest recesses. But these were nothing compared to the alternative London they had just escaped from. That parallel dimension had been like a twisted fairground mirror version of the world they knew, somehow worse than any number of supernatural apparitions or alien encounters. This is home, he said, trying to convince himself as much as his companion. I'm sure of it. I mean, taste that London air. He smacked his lips. Horrid, isn't it? I hope you're right, Henry, replied Lightfoot, turning a corner. I really... Uh... Oh, no. Oh, no, said Jago, hurrying to catch up. Why, oh, no. Don't you see it, Henry? See what? Up there, said Lightfoot, gesturing, above us, in the night sky. Jago followed his friend's outstretched finger, but even before he could see what his friend was pointing at, he heard it, a low but powerful hum, like a great throbbing engine. And there it was, a vast spherical ship slowly gliding across the dusky London skyline. Oh, I knew it he said bitterly. I knew it was too good to be true. Don't panic yet, Henry, said Lightfoot. There may be a perfectly rational explanation for the presence of that, um, whatever it is. It's a giant mechanical hot air balloon, said Jago. Ever seen one before? Well, uh, no. You think someone invented it in the few days we've been away? Lightfoot was silent. Face it, George. This isn't our world. It's just another ringer. You wait. We'll bump into ourselves round the corner, only you'll have an eye patch, and I'll be a redhead with a beard and a squint. Hmm. Lightfoot pursed his lips thoughtfully. It is an extraordinary contraption. As you say, it's spherical like a hot air balloon, yet it doesn't seem capable of supporting that vast structure below it. Jago regarded the balloon balefully. I don't like the way it's just sitting there, like it's daring us to say it can't. Perhaps there's another explanation, said Lightfoot thoughtfully. Perhaps this is our world, but we've arrived in the future. Just go to bigfinish.com and type Jago and Lightfoot into the search pane, but that's an ampersand, not the word and. That's if you type yeah. the word and, you won't find it. Squiggle, do the squiggly squ- at, is squiggle. what he's saying. 
type that into the search plane to catch up with 14 series of infernal investigations. Right, prepare yourselves because it's time for... The Randomoid Selectatron, oh. where we give you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. Okay. Well, let's have a, let's have a, a Delvey Welvey here. Here we go. Hi there. It was Karnaki At the moment, it's Toby Haydokes, Who's Round 152. You can't get a discount on that one. That's free. Because it's free. <laughs> but um, this one in particular is 152, uh, Jamie Matheson and Toby oh. Whithouse, if you're interested. Oh, um, interesting. But that's not on the Randomoid. Mm. Um we can't do this one because it's it's actually but it is the plague herds of excellus <laughs> interestingly enough but not um, a download but no. not a download no. um it's 4.4 doctor who the mega the mega oh this is a lost story isn't it lost story indeed katie manning and richard franklin performing this third doctor story there written by yeah. bill strutton and bill adapted strutton. by simon guria wow. uh yeah very cool should we um uh, listen to the trailer or rather coming soon from Big Finish Productions Doctor Who The Lost Stories The Mega I imagine a gas that could know friend from foe imagine if we could target specific chromosomes then the gas could be primed to affect specific individuals or groups I imagine if it were simply known that we had such capability, what a deterrent that would be. This one intrigues me. Add him to the list. His name is the Doctor. What in the name of... No! Careful, Doctor! It's killed those poor soldiers! But it can see I'm not armed, can't you? You will stay back. The Mega didn't have faces or eyes, yet Joe knew they were watching her in their thousands. (laughs) Joe, don't you see? We can change the world, end wars, feed the hungry, bring about a new golden age of science. But not like this, by force or murder, You know this isn't right. You think there's a choice. It's either be part of this or be left on the sidelines. You can fight like you've always done, no matter what the odds. And if you won't, I will. Joe, don't! You will work on the Molecule Ray, Doctor. You will perfect the ultimate weapon, whether you like it or not. You will help us to transform the world. Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. Now, what I want to know is who those two beefy blokes on the cover are, putting their hands up. Look I, can't, I can't seem to get a bigger picture of the cover for some reason. It's not letting no, me. But not that. Well, you press the. But they're still. I don't know who they yeah. are. Well, you wouldn't want to mess are. with them, would you? But the, mind <laughs> you, they're not very good guards, are they? Because behind them, there's a massive fire next to their car. Um, so, you know, if they haven't noticed that, they're too busy. Hold on. don't. Or maybe they're saying, don't come over here. My car's yeah, on fire. Exactly. But all I know is if my car was on fire and the fire was that close to a car full of petrol, I probably wouldn't be next to it. Yeah, keep um, back. There's a fire. Keep back. We're all going to explode in a moment. Yeah. 
But mm. yeah, but honestly, I'll tell you where to get that one, Nick. You mm. get on the old uh, emailing of Jackieisms. Oh yeah, and I'll I'll tell you. So it's so it's so simple. All you need to do is go to bigfinish.com. When you're at bigfinish.com, you see you go along the menu at the top and go to podcasts. When you're on podcasts, you'll see the podcast in question and click read more. That means you want to read more. When you're on that one, go down to the blurb underneath the picture of us and it will say, just click here and enter the code BUCKUP. That's B-U-C-K-U-P, all capital letters, no spaces, no complications, no uh, parties around the nation. I like saying that one, but seriously, uh, I don't know what the restrictions are if we've reached partying, but I'm pretty sure we can't still party around the nation, so don't do that. Um, <laughs> read a book, do something like that. It's better use of your time. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, enter the code buck up and you'll get twenty five percent discount. Simple as that. So I've enjoy. It's gone. It's out there. It's gonna. It'll be out there now. Yeah. Jackie will receive the email. Excellent. Mm. Well, thanks again, Ran. Always a pleasure, never chore. Absolute banger right there. Uh, next week's podcast is entitled Cicero Cyberman. Um, Marcus Tullius Cicero Cyberman. Cyberman. <laughs> <laughs> that was my old, for those who don't remember that, my old uh, classical civilizations teacher at college used to always say, Marcus Tullius Cicero. And when he did it, he used to pat somebody on the head every time he said it. And he would drill your head right into your neck at every opportunity. It was quite the uh, quite the experience. What, what was his name? Uh, I, can't, I think it might have been, it wasn't Kevin, was it? I can't remember it was so long ago. Um, mm. He was a nice okay. man. He's retired now, I believe. A nice man. Um, a nice man. Deceptively, he was nice, but deceptive. He looks nicer than he was, if that makes sense. Very, very smiley, uh-huh. approachable fella, but surprisingly, but then he hit you over the head. But while surprisingly, he said Marcus, surprisingly <laughs> brittle at times. Uh, you know, <laughs> interesting. You, you, you never quite know what you're going to get. But very, very good With teacher. Kevin. Very mm. good teacher. Mm. Um, but yes, this podcast in question features a behind-the-scenes trip back to Roman times with our Big Finish original Cicero, The Crossroads, and also a 15-minute tease of Scourge of the Cybermen, yeah. a third Doctor adventure performed by John Coleshaw. I mean, nice that's one. a menu within itself, isn't it? It's it is, a superb yeah. menu of fantastic things, so do tune in for that. Um, but alas, now it's time to say thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the show and very much hope i'll just type that in because i didn't put hope and very much hope you'll be with us next time bye thanks for joining joining us us. we We hope hope you enjoyed the show show. Um, and very very much much hope hope that you'll you'll be back with with us us next week next week bye (laughs) that was superb is that working I was really panicking as to whether I'd typed hope in the right place, but I, I did. Just randomly put hope throughout. I very much hope you hoped, enjoyed the hope show, and very yes. much hope that you hope you'll be hoping with us next week. Hope. My hope. Oh, it's a bit chilly, isn't it? Draw yourself closer to that roaring fire and enjoy the Christmas treat that is John Macefield's The Box of Delights.
Junction. This is Musburr Junction. Change for Tatchester and Newminster. Excuse me. Excuse me. Stand back, please, young man. We're going to shift the train. I think I dropped my ticket in the carriage. Oh, one minute, Sam. This was your compartment, wasn't it? Well, which seat were you sitting at? That one. Perhaps it's gone down between the back and the seat. Wait a tick. Well, I can't see it. Did you have it when they punched tickets at Blenarfen? Yes. At least, I think I did. Well, it ain't there. You'd better explain to the inspector on the next train and hope he's in a festive spirit. All for Condicut and Tatchester, stay on this platform. All for Yoquadine and <laughs> Hello, boy. You're a friendly fellow. Who do you belong to, eh? It's all right, boy. It's all right. Those big dogs aren't interested in you. Down, down. And I say that a couple of mouthfuls in a station restaurant would know. It's hungry work we're about. Let's keep our minds on the job, eh, Joe? Eyes rather than potatoes peeled. <laughs> what? He's did all those charms. Done a runner, as they say in the pictures. Must have hopped off the train when it slowed down somewhere. Yeah. The chief won't be pleased. We'd better telephone and report. Unless he got under a seat in a first-class carriage and he's still on the train. We might get him yet in a shunting yard. Look lively there. <laughs> Don't be frightened. They're gone now. I wonder who they're hunting for. Yeah. <gasps> I see that my barley dog has made friends with you at first sight. That's the time that likings are made. Um, yes, sir. And you, young master, uh, are looking for your ticket, which, lo, is on the platform, dropped at your feet. Yes. Yes, it is. Thank you. It must have slipped from your pocket as you rumpaged. Well, I must be moving along, young master. Barney Dog here has a liking for the front of the train. Um, can I carry your case? No, I thank you. But if you'll be so kind as to steady her when I swing her, then we can get her onto my back where she rides a triumph. Oh, I, I'm most grateful. Only I do date from pagan times and age makes joints to creak. <laughs> or doesn't it? I should think it does. Come along, Barney Dog. Found him, then. Oh, sorry, I must be getting jumpy. Found who? Your ticket. Oh, yes. I wonder if those detectives found their man. What detectives? Those two gentlemen with their dogs. They were searching for someone. Oh, them, yes. They got him all right. He was under one of the seats dressing up as a duchess. Really? If they'd left it a minute more, he'd have finished his disguise. Then not even the Prime Minister himself would have been able to tell the difference. Stand back! Train approaching! What had he done? What hadn't he done? 
A wrong one, that's for sure. Had a row with his father-in-law, but the poor old man threw the mincer and sold him off as dog's meat. Dog's meat? And no one would have been any the wiser. Only one of the waistcoat buttons got stuck in a dog's throat, and the lady who owned the dog complained. Then it all came out. Stand back on the edge of the platform, I say! Is this the Condicott train? It is indeed. There you go. This compartment's free. Thank you. Mind your fingers. What will they do to him? The murderer? Oh, we'll get the rope, he will. Wait half a minute. We're men of the cloth. What? Hold the train. You nearly missed it. Here you go, your uh, holinesses. Not holinesses. Curates. Curates? But I thought you were dead. In training. Begging your pardon, gents. Safe travels. Stand back! This train departing. At Yoquidine and Newminster train next to arrive on number five platform. Our young friend is awake at last. You've been out a full 20 minutes. I... Uh, I must have nodded off. Going home for the Christmas holidays? Ha <laughs> ha, what? Yes, sir. Going far, are you? Uh, to Contacote Junction. Indeed. I wonder if, in the Christmas holidays, you will be doing card tricks. I'm afraid I don't know any, sir. Not know any? Oh, you amaze me. Perhaps I might teach you a simple trick. Don't you think, uh, Tristan, that our friend here has the face of a boy certain to be clever at card tricks, what? The very face. Now, let me see if I have my cards. Ah, yes. Here are my old companions. Fetch down the lad's case, uh, Bedivere. It shall serve as our card table. As a rule, young man, don't get tempted into playing cards with strangers on a train or a ship. And especially not in pre-presbyterian pre pre chapels. Uh, no, it's disrespectful. Uh, but there's no harm in showing the boy one of the tricks that unscrupulous mountebanks play to deceive the unwary. Uh, let me show you the most common trick. It's called spotting the lady. Ah, I deal three cards face up, like this. The four of hearts, two of hearts, and the Queen of Clubs. The Lady. With me so far? Yes, sir. Good. Now, mark their positions well. Then I turn them face down like so. And lo, they shift, they lift, they dive. Now, which is the Lady? Um, that one? So it is. 
So it is what it is to have young eyes, eh, uh, uh, Lancelot? It wasn't his young eyes, it was your clumsy dealing. I see I must give myself some incentive. Very well, if you beat me this time, young man, I'll give you sixpence. That's really not necessary. Watch now the whirling cards. They shift, they lift, they dive. Now, can you tell the lady this time? Yes, here she is. The Queen of Clubs. Well, here is your sixpence. Best of three, eh? And if I beat you this time, you shall give me half a crown for the poor box. It'll pay for warm blankets and nourishing beef tea for the needy. And a slug of rum, with the compliments of the season. Well, what do you say? I... I'm not allowed to gamble. That's not gambling. That's sportsman's honour, that is. Agreed. Agreed. What? They shift, they lift, they dive. Now, which is the lady? This card. I've been watching it the whole time. The Three of Hearts! Oh, dear. Well, that'll be half a crown, please. But... For the poor and needy. Yes, sir. You carry your money in a purse, do you? That's a wise precaution. One never knows the company one might meet. Oh, my, what a magnificent spire! Can you tell me what part of the country we're coming to now? That's Condicate Church. And up there, that wooded hill, is King Arthur's camp. It's an ancient Roman settlement. Indeed. Then the next station will be Condicate, I take it? Yes. You hear that, uh, Gawain? Our young friend here says that Condicate is the next stop. Where the hawks get out to wait for the chicken. Uh, if the chicken is still on the wing. Shoo! Shoo! It's only a dog. Never cared for them. Always sniffing out trouble. But didn't I see you with some dogs Do you early? keep dogs at Sea Kings, Master Harker? How did you know my name? And where I live? Magic! Oh, what? Magic? Either that, or it's written on the suitcase you've been using as the card table. Oh, of course. This must be Condicate Station. Your case, Master Harker. Thank you. Now, if you'll excuse me, I must dash. Goodbye. Yeah. What do you reckon? A distinct possibility. Hmm. Lead on, Macduff. What? Shakespeare. Who? Oh. Tickets, please. Have your tickets ready. There you are. Ah, thank you, young sir. Tickets, please. Kay! Kay, over here. Caroline Louisa. Excuse me. Uh, thank you. Sorry. Oh, hello, you. Oh, did you have an eventful journey? I nearly saw a murderer at Tatchester. He was trying to disguise himself as a duchess. <laughs> Kay, honestly. Jim? Master Kay, have you grown? Hello, Jim. It's good to be back. Book learning seems to suit me. I'll take your bags, Master Kay. Oh. 
Thank you. I say. What is it, Kay? My purse. It's gone. Oh, no. When did you last have it? On the train. I must have dropped it or... That's odd. It's my ticket. It can't be. I saw you hand it to the station master. I certainly gave him a ticket. How strange. I couldn't find my ticket at Musborough. And then this old man appeared out of nowhere and said, There, low, it's on the platform. And there he is, over there with the Irish Terrier. Who? The old man. What a large case. It's almost as big as he is. Striped. Hmm. I think he might be a punch and duty man. I'll ask him. And I'll ask if I had his ticket too. Oh, Caroline Louisa, may we offer him a lift? It's cold weather to be lugging that load on his back. <laughs> of course. Ask him if you like. Thanks, Caroline Louisa. Back in a tick. The car's out front, Master Kay. I'll warm her up, ma'am. <sighs> Thank you, Jim. I'll come with you. <sighs> this cold seeps into one's bones. We must be on the lookout, Barney Dog. The net is closing. Um, excuse me, sir. I think I may have taken your ticket by mistake. Ah, young master. No, I have my own ticket. Thank you kindly. Oh, I thought... I say, are you a Punch and Judy man? I am, so to speak, a showman. When chance does call. Would you like a lift into town? My guardian has a car. Yeah, no, I thank you. But if you could steady my pack as you did before, then I won't stumble on my way. Ah, that's better. It's good to have things safe, Master Harker of Seekings. After all, anything might happen when the wolves are running. Wolves? Perhaps you would do something to stop their bite. Or wouldn't you? You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> the laugh that went on forever.